there's a missing piece that people didn't get. Like you have to desire something. Okay, great. Desire is easy. There's something I want. I'm really committed to it. I'm passionate. I'll give up everything for it. Okay, great. Now I have to have a plan and take some action. Okay, so I'm, I'm on my way now. I, I know what I want. I'm clear. I'm committed. I'm taking action. I'm resources. My team, it's all, I'm putting it all in. And then it doesn't always happen. Or sometimes it happens, but I can't, it's not sustainable. Hmm. And the piece that gets in the way most often than not is allowing the thing that we want to be or want to have to actually happen. And I'm not just talking about sitting there and letting it happen, like allowing that way. I'm talking about active allowing. So actually my mindset, my habits, my words, my thoughts, my actions, everything about me being congruent with what I say I want. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Woo! Welcome to The Conversation Continues. The man, oh, I was just chatting to him about how emotional I was um, creating this introduction of him because we often, Nat and I, we often refer to this man as so much more than a sport coach. He used the sand in the court to teach us about life. And I truly believe that he's a Zen master that chose sand as his teaching ground. So in the 90s, Steve was living in the beach, on the beaches of California and he was playing and coaching the sport of beach volleyball when along came two Aussie girls. Can't even imagine what he was thinking. So I would love for you to listen to our previous episode describing the incredible story of how Steve landed in Australia for over 20 years. So he even had a girlfriend at the time and he was like, nah, I'm moving to Australia. So listen in for that episode because Nat went into deeper detail about all that. But this man that you're going to hear from today went on to become a bronze and gold medal winning coach with those Aussie girls. And that was Nat and Carrie. And he remained a loyal team member for over 16 years. He is now the head coach of the entire Canadian program. And he's elevated that program to its now gold winning standard. 
living in Toronto, Canada with his wife and son, Tyson, this African-American man from Louisville, Kentucky, has sure lived a big life so far. So I want to take this moment to publicly acknowledge you, Steve, for being the single biggest influence of peace and happiness in my life during the years you coached me. You know, there may have been many tears in the process, but it was only because you were bold enough to challenge who I thought I was in order that I become that which I was meant to be. And um, your impact on mine and Nat's life is beyond words. And I always have words. So thank you for taking the time to share some of your wisdom with our community. And so we've been revealing our three-step manifestation process over the past month. And this week we're focusing on the plan. So that's where you come in. So we'd love it if you could share with us your masterful ability to put a plan together and see it through to completion. So you ready to rock? I'm ready. To, you got me speechless here already. So, <laughs> but I'm, let's go. I'm so ready to rock. Let's do it. Okay. So this is going to require a bit of memory here, but if you could take us back 25 years, when you were asked by those Aussie girls to hatch a plan that would take what was like a new beach volleyball team from Australia to their, their goal of winning an Olympic gold medal. Like how do you even begin forming such a plan? Wow. 25 years. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it, um, it, it wasn't about uh, creating a vision as much as it was about um, destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about, you know, I, I, all these things that led up to it. I moved out to L.A. I was coaching on the Women's Pro Tour for five years. And uh, these Aussie girls showed up. And they were given my name by uh, Anna Collier or Anna Biller at the time, I think, and um, who's coaching the top American team. And as soon as I met them, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're from Australia, volleyball, Olympics. And what they didn't know is I was supposed to go to Australia as a player with Stuart Jameson many years before. And I passed on it out of arrogance. <laughs> like, I was, where's Australia? Kangaroos running down the street. I'm not going to Australia. And, um, and I, seriously, and I beat myself up over that. And I was like, if I ever get a chance to go to Australia for volleyball again, I am a yes. Ooh, wow. And they, they showed up and I just talked for the first, you know, 45 minutes of this hour long, uh, supposed to be training session. Because I was in disbelief. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? This is Australia, volleyball. I was already a yes. They didn't know. I was, I'm a yes. <laughs> because to me, it was, it was, when I say destiny, I don't mean like something that was out of my control because I was supposed to go before and I chose not to. But I knew that there was something bigger going on here, something more spiritual than physical or strategic. And I opened myself to that possibility. And so that's what, that's the destiny that I was looking at was like, wow, there is something at play here that's bigger than what I can think of. And I'm going to have to open myself to it. And I've prepared for it. It's not this magical, mystical thing. It was like, you know, I'd been a coach on the women's pro tour for five years. If I'd gone as a player, I wouldn't have had any of that. Um, I had gone through so much, you know, trying to break into the men's professional ranks, the AVP. And if I had gone all astray as a player, I wouldn't have had any of that. 
So by the time they came and found me, I was so prepared to be an Olympic professional coach. I, I, you know, had built myself into this coach, this, this professional level coach who's actually up to the task. So, but like, but when Nat recalled this moment with you, Steve, she said it was like you were able to lay a plan. So be honest, maybe you were just making it up at the time, but somehow you could create a plan from their dream or their goals. Like, how did you even, how do you even start that? How does that even happen? Yeah. Well, one of the, yeah, be very clear. There is a systematic way of planning. I actually call it, I've, I've created it into a process and I call it the champion's map. Okay. So there's no, you know, but it, it uses intuition and the law of attraction it uses goal setting. It, it, it's um, fueled by legacy. I mean, there's so many pieces to it, and I've built it. And um, you know, it, I, I had a business partner, Selena uh, Scoble, who um, we had a business together. And the two years that we we um, worked with professionals, you know, uh, coaching professionals, I had to unpack all my processes and put them in a form where people could use them, like. There's nothing, there's nothing happenstance about it. <laughs> it's yeah. very, very deliberate. And we actually created this because we, we created our, our team was dream team mm. and actually had this vision that the dream team was a vehicle for other people to witness the model of, and, and witness the achievement of this team and through their curiosity uh, and inspiration learn about this method, this, this mapping that we were doing, uh, this allowing, because, you know, this is one of the major pieces about manifestation people miss is the act of allowing. So you got to do, and I'm, you know, I'm going to go off on tangents here. So here goes oh, the first I'm like, you're going to go off on my, fi- I want to hear what you're going to say about allowing, because this is yeah. something, it was part of my last question, but go here. Just, just go. Okay. So, you remember the book, The Secret, the movie in the book, The Secret, everybody yes. was in love with it. And then everybody, you know, people hated it because they're like, you know, I did everything and, and I didn't get what I wanted. And they were so upset. And I did some research on this myself to figure out what was going on. And because uh, I was, I, it was, it was incredible for me, this, this, The Secret, you know, and what came out of it for me was there's a missing piece that people didn't get. Like you have to desire something. Okay, great. Desire is easy. Uh, there's something I want. I'm really committed to. It. I'm passionate. I'll give up everything for it. Okay, great. Now I have to have a plan and take some action. Okay, so I'm, I'm on my way now. I, I know what I want. I'm clear. I'm committed. I'm taking action. I'm resources, my team. It's all, I'm putting it all in. And then it doesn't always happen. Or sometimes it happens, but I can't, it's not sustainable. Hmm. And the piece that gets in the way most often than not is allowing the thing that we want to be or want to have to actually happen. And I'm not just talking about sitting there and letting it happen, like allowing that way. I'm talking about active allowing. So actually my mindset, my habits, my words, my thoughts, my actions, everything about me being congruent with what I say I want. And you'll see people who desire things, but their beliefs, values, actions, relationships, whatever, just aren't congruent with what they say they want. So they, they literally will not allow it. And even if they achieve it, they'll sabotage it because 
they don't match. <laughs> it's just that simple. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting excited because I, I committed to myself. If I ever got the chance to talk to Abraham in person, I would talk about allowing. Awesome. We are. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I've, you're here. My Zen guru. Let's go. So are you, <laughs> I actually think this is the, the, the secret, what you're talking about. So, I think so too. this congruency, Steve, is this part of your actual map? Oh yeah. It's the beginning. It's alignment. So with my map, there's, there's four pieces to it. The first piece is alignment. Hmm. And you already know this. This is be, do, have. Hmm. And when you put B times do equals have together in a systematic way, and you turn it into this automatic being, when you just be what it is you want, hmm. and you take the action and your words and your thoughts, you know, I mean, just, it's like all these universal laws just collide on top of each other. This is why the process is so powerful because it, it seems like this mysterious thing. No, it's a universal law. I can conceive it. I can believe it. Okay. Awesome. Now I'm, now I'm committed. I know it's not a matter of if it's how. So losing is not an option. I'm going to win. Winning is being what I say I want to be. I don't know what that is really. I have a desire, but as I do the journey, I get shaped. And if I really am committed to being the thing, then however I end up at the end of it is the win. It's that's the journey. <laughs> I don't, I can, my ego can tell me who I want to be all day long. But when I start the, when I come champion's journey, when I start this journey and the journey shapes me into the champion, I need to be to have what I say I want to have. So that's what I love about, uh, people building themselves into champions is they start, all they have is this commitment. They have this commitment to be something. They may not know that. They, they might think they want to have something mm-hmm. or they want to do something. What they're really committing to <laughs> is being that thing. And is then there a, the, is there a process to being? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Thoughts, values, your, the lens you look through with your history. I mean, mm-hmm. this is no, this is no secret. Look at all the different organizations, people, models of success, saying the same thing over and over and over and over again and giving you methods of how to do it and, you know, priming and all this sort of stuff. And neurolinguistic, like it's there, it's there, it's there. But, you know, this the package, right? The thing I love about the, the mapping is it, it's not from me. It's, it's this download. And I was so blessed to be part of this, this journey because um, with Natalie and Carrie and Keurig, Ashley and Phil Moreland, we actually went away for three days. And uh, Phil Moreland had worked with the cricket team and suggested that, hey, we need to get away and plan all this out. And Keurig Ashley um, was just a guru who facilitated the, the process. And I had a vision for the outcomes and, where we needed to be as a team. And, and then we got there and then Natalie and Carrie just, you know, they were the, they were the ones, the engine, they were inside of it, doing it and building it. And they were the focal point because it was like, and then this is the interesting thing too. And this is why I love competition to put integrity in the journey. There has to be a, a why, yeah. like, what are we doing and why are we doing this? And they provided the why and the what, right? Their, their commitment to, to doing something amazing for Australia, for themselves, for their family, just this, 
this journey. It was just this dream, right? Mm-hmm. Like their fuel and their, their commitment and passion, it just attracted all of us to this, to this team that was a machine. It was everyone there was is, and is still a champion at what we do, right? It's incredible. So you bring together this group, and I, I really appreciate this idea that you kind of went away to, to create mm. the plan. Yeah. So you have Nat and Carrie, the performers, and they're out there um, living it, right? And sometimes, you know, Nat was really reflecting that you were the one that held the plan together and like reminded them about the process while they were very at times anxious about results. So how do you, how does, how do you do that, Steve? So talk to us about holding, what's your relationship to the plan as the coach? Yeah. Well, like you say, I, I, (laughs) okay. So let's call the plan a map. Better. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's just go map. Yeah. And it's, and the map is actually a GPS. Okay. Okay. So let's get clear on the map first. Think about traditional goal setting. You can achieve a lot with goal setting. Um, and so I say this about myself. You know, we won a gold medal in, in 2000. I got divorced in 2001 from my first wife for, for no real good reason. Hmm. Beautiful woman. No real good reason other than I wasn't fulfilled as a human being. Hmm. And what allowed me to know that I really wasn't fulfilled because I'm traveling the world, doing the thing that I love to do that, I, you know, that I've built up over many years, doing it at the highest level. The team achieves a gold medal. And then the promise. Because... <laughs> Because I wasn't whole as a person, I had, the, I had made up this promise that once I achieved something remarkable, I was part of something remarkable, then I would be worthy. Okay. And so this, and here's the integrity in the journey. So set this amazing goal that may take a lifetime or may never get achieved to work toward with the promise of achieving this and I will be that, lovable, belonging, worthy, whatever it is. Mm. And then, bang, the thing happens. Mm. And ask Natalie and Carrie about this. Two weeks later, if it's not attached to purpose, which it wasn't necessarily for me, it, it was, but I didn't recognize it as that because my ego was the leading thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened. I still didn't feel any more worthy. Mm-hmm. My ego let me think that, oh, okay, I'm this thing now. And people often reminded me that you're still you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Still late for that meeting, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was, right? We don't care about your gold medal. Hey, be here on time. You know? Yeah. Uh, and the, there was no fulfillment. Hmm. Like it was, it was even emptier because now I didn't even have the promise to lean on. Right. Because most people live their whole lives in the promise. It's an escape. It's like one day. 
You know, no matter how crappy. Okay, is everybody hearing that? That's that. I I didn't. I wasn't really getting that at first, but I just got what you're sharing is that the promise of one day, someday, maybe. That was the moment that that stopped. You were faced with, what am I really about? So it it didn't look so good for you, did it? (laughs) That moment. Which was amazing. I had such an amazing life. It was, it had nothing to do with achievement, accomplishment, even being a nice person. It had nothing to do with, you know, I thought, I thought I was a nice person and I had people around me who loved me. It had nothing to do. It had to do with a nine-year-old Steve feeling that, you know, when my father got killed when I was nine, you know, this is just one of the stories. Uh, do I know how to be a man if my father's not here to teach me? And then carrying that seed and letting it grow and getting proof of, yes, I am a man or no, I'm not a man or whatever, whatever, whatever the little nine-year-old head was making up for 30 years, you know, 25 years or whatever, just making it up along the way, uh, reinforcing that I'm not enough or I don't know how to be a man or I'm not worthy what gives me the right to be the one, you know, just all these, all these stories. Um, that's what I was struggling with. Mm. And there was nothing that I could do or there was nothing that anyone could give me that was going to change that for me. I just had to look at me and, and love me. And I had to be doing something that was worthy of me and my life and my gift other than trying to prove something Mm. or, um, you know, just doing something for myself because it's, it's such a small little, you know, purpose. I'm not saying that, you know, everybody has to have this big, amazing purpose, but we are big and amazing. And when you just live your gifts, it's big and amazing. So are you saying that having a purpose inside of your map is how you bring integrity to it? Yeah, because without it, you could just sit and be zen right nothing wrong with that that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's awesome i look at the i look at the human race or the the universe like a one person the body of one person every little cell has a has a contribution Mm. so it's one thing from and this is just my my view of myself in, in the world is i can just sit and be me mm-hmm I can go on a mountaintop in a cave somewhere, which kind of drives me a little crazy mm-hmm. to do it for too long because mm-hmm. there's something that is inside me that drives me to mix and mingle and contribute. Uh, it used to be ego driven. And now it's just, it's almost out of, uh, it's not responsibility or duty. It's, it's just nature. It's just nature. Every little cell in your body, it has some function that's going to help the whole. And I think that's, you know, that's the evolution of humans. And that's, that's where we shine is when we're, when we're it's just being you to your fullest is such a contribution. It's incredible. It's incredible. So I can definitely go macro and out there. So let's, let's like go in and out a little with like micro into the skill when you're coaching somebody to a new skill. Okay. So I'm, I'm changing text slightly. So we've gone out and now come back in for a sec. So when you're teaching a new skill, 
Do you have a form of mapping or planning that goes into how you teach the skill? Yeah. So it goes back to the alignment, which is the first piece, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you, you have experienced this many times, (laughs) many times. Uh, Especially when you're working with people who are already performing at a high level. This is where the real amazing challenge is because you've already, you come with skills you come with work. You've done so much work on yourself to get to where you are. Uh, and however you've done that, oftentimes, if, if you're trying to change a habit or build yourself into something, this is not your first go at it. Mm. There's some barrier or something's missing. There's some growth. There's a change in your paradigm shift. Something needs to happen in you as a person before you're going to allow yourself to see the world in a different way, the world, the skill, okay, the situation, the environment. So you hand setting, let's use you personally as a hand. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's <laughs> we're going to use my volleyball skill right yeah, now. Let's go. You. I don't know if people know, but we worked together for about four years. Wow. <laughs> so you representing Canada. And, and I remember when you started, when I we first started working together, you were not a good hand setter. That was my worst thing. Like your hand, okay, I'm not going to say they were bricks, but I'm going to say they were not, they, they were not were, good. Let's go with bricks. So bricks means let's that when it. I touch the ball, there's nothing soft about it, people. Nothing soft about this it. This means the referee's whistle was going to be on me like nobody's business. Yeah. If I, I will guarantee right now, if we go out with the volleyball, beautiful, soft, <laughs> poetic hands <laughs> that you oh. built yourself into. Mm. You built yourself into that. But there would have been some serious challenges about how you thought about the game of volleyball, your relationship with the ball, you as a, as a human being, what your ability was, the physics of setting, how it worked. Like you, you already had a very distinct idea. You'd already played at a very high level. You knew what a set was, but so the first thing I do is just, we got we to gotta figure out where we are, right? So the reality of the situation is the first step. Okay, what's your setting? So what I normally do is I just let people be how they're going to be. No instruction, whatever. I'm like, okay, let's do enough of this. So we have a starting place. And it frustrates people because they just want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And even if that works, it doesn't stick under pressure. So the first thing we do is like, okay, let's, let's reality. Let's go with reality. So we do it. And then we do something that looks like statistics, whether it's like, okay, rate this or how's that feel or something where you can, you can get a starting place and say, yep, that's where I am right now. Mm. And then I start looking at your beliefs and values. Well, what if it worked like this? Or why do you do it that way? Or, and now you got to start challenging your own beliefs and values and your own image of yourself before we get to the technical piece. Mm. And that part's frustrating because it's like, I'm messing with what you, how you see the world. <laughs> You're like, leave my world alone. <laughs> Does everybody, this is, this is mastery because most people, coaches go in on the technical and all that you've been talking about, pre-framed, all of that, and Steve's right. Like I came with stories about setting, mm-hmm. um, what I thought it was about, what I believed its purpose was. And I believe Steve, if you would have gone in on technical, you would have been butting up against the story. And 
I don't know if you can ever win that battle because we always just prove our story is self-fulfilling prophecy. So I just got what you were saying. And I also got that you, you set a measure upon which I agreed to. So my openness was different. Contract that you first got to get a contract. I got to get a contract with you that we share reality. Oh, wow. And if we don't start with that shared reality, then it's your opinion versus mine. And I don't know, maybe I can try to dominate you or maybe I can, uh, put you in a situation where I prove I'm right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if I ever coached that way or not. I'm, I'm sure I must have, but I learned this. I learned this <laughs> Heather Hafner. Oh, Heather Hafner, beautiful, beautiful woman who I coached back on the women's pro tour in America would argue with me and wouldn't even do one rep, not one repetition of something <laughs> that she couldn't do. <laughs> until I gave her some proof that it was going to be better than what she already knew. And thank you, Heather, so much, because I, instead of me just saying, hey, do this because I say so, I, I had to really, I had to study. I had to, I had to have method. I mean, it wasn't, and I had to, I had to believe in what I was saying. And we would have, if we had an hour's training, 45 minutes would be for me to prove or for her to accept that this may work and then she would try it okay and so i think that was really where it really locked in for me that oh okay i'm working with professionals i'm working with experienced knowledgeable people here they're not just gonna be like children and accept what i say because i'm the authority here um you know i gotta i gotta know what i'm talking about and even when i do know what i'm talking about i may be wrong or it may not work for them or whatever. So this is a collaboration when working with experts, this is leading experts. This is not leading, you know, children who have no say, no power and look at you like a God. You know, it's like, these are people like I'm capable. I've been doing it. This has gotten me this far. And now you're asking me to change. She knew you're asking me to change my beliefs and my values and my perception of the world. When my perception has gotten me this success. And now you're challenging who I am at my core. Well, you better have a, I'm not just going to let go of that. So why should I open myself up even for one opportunity? When I built my, I didn't happen to this place. I built myself to this success. And now you're asking me to to consider the world in a different way. Why? Yeah, it's, I see that a lot of coaches get probably involved in the ego struggle too, which Mm -hmm. is what you by collaborating, it's giving up that there's one right, ultimate right way and that you know it. I guess it's just the way, the way that's going to allow the person to get where they want to get, like achieve the goal they have. And what I'm under, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like I've got about 200 questions going off of what you just said. So that's what's going on for me. Um, Therefore, um, I'm going to ask you, Steve, if we can have you on again. Because I have some things I want to unpack. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with like that. Some... Okay, this is this is fun. I love this. You know, I love this. Yeah, so. yeah me too. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to tell them about stacking, and I want them to understand some of these layers and dimensions that you. I, now, I think everybody's got the picture, right? This is not just your average. Come to the sand and let's put our arms out in front of us, right? This is how do we? This is a microcosm mm. for for learning a skill and and how Steve's approaching the plan. And that's why I asked you to go detail a little, because this is how 
people can put a plan together. Um, and I love how you approach it. So the last thing, let's end it with this, Steve. Um, how would you say, and you've kind of said it, but it's okay to repeat. Okay. In this world, in the world of manifestation, sometimes there's this idea that we get in, if we get into the how, the how it's done, which mm. could be interpreted as the map or the plan, that we're kind of like reducing our potential. How would you say that the map, mapping that you're talking about, actually is in complete alignment with manifesting our goals and dreams? Yeah. Well, the first word that comes up for me is, well, layers and then depth. Okay. Like we think in a linear way where it's our, in the opposition is this or that, or it's this, then this, then this. Think of it more like uh, there's all these layers in different realms and, you know, uh, levels, parallel levels. And so think of it as this, like this living thing the journey is a living thing mm. that has a start and an end and, and, and it, but the end is so connected to the beginning and the it, the, 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 the process. So it's not like there's a beginning and an end and then a, a straight journey to it. It's like the beginning, the end, they have to be congruent. They have to match. So, and, and this is, and then the paradox comes in where, you know, champions' results happen, like champion people create champion results. Mm -hmm. So you have to be the champion person first before you're going to get the champion results. But we want the champion results. So... Okay, I just got what we're going to talk about next. Okay. Okay, so this is a to-be-continued moment. So okay. our to-be-continued is going to be about process okay. versus outcome. Mm. And we're going to look at the word versus because I think mm. that you don't pit them up against each other. Right. I think the layers that you're talking about allow for all of it. And That's so right. those of you are listening can't see that Steve is making so many motions with his body trying to describe dimensions. It's hilarious. <laughs> so we do have a YouTube channel. I did tell him this wasn't visual, so I'll have to get his consent that he's looking pretty, <laughs> well, he's looking pretty sexy in his robe. Oh um, well, yeah, I didn't know we're flu, so I'm here, you know. That's right. He's looking pretty good to me, but he might not like that he didn't get to put his makeup on today. So if he's cool with it, you'll get to see, you could also um, see him waving his hands around because, you know, that is a way of expression. But Steve, I, I just want to um, pause us okay. and thank you because in asking the questions, you just said the plan's a living or the map is a living thing, you know, from start to finish, you know, there's lots of things that occur. And I even feel like talking to you, that's what's happened because you've introduced what I couldn't even ask about. I didn't have the question yet because you introduced this idea of allowing. So that's what I want to, to be continued. So thank you so much yeah. for opening yourself up to the community and that you're willing to continue with us. So um, thank you so much. You couldn't have talked about the plan better by renaming it to the map. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Love your work.
Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review.